Yeah, I think hydration is like the most important thing. I used to do this probably wrong for most of my life, most of my adult life fasting. So what you don't want to do is like just not drink enough water. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's actually, it's, it's simpler than I think, than I think we're discussing. It's really just staying hydrated all the time when you're like not fasting. So, you know, breaking your fast with water. Mm-hmm. Like I used to just food, <laughs> like I used to just go right into yeah. Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that would help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhira. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to episode number 53 with Coach Ola. Today's episode is about how to keep up and how to swim during Ramadan and COVID-19. The interview was recorded before the pools came to an official shutdown and before the Olympics got rescheduled. So for my swimmers in the house, I know how you guys are feeling. It is very sad and inshallah, we'll get back into the water really soon. And for everyone else who might be thinking like, why release the episode if the pools are shut down? It's because actually in 2019 in Ramadan, I swam really hard while I was fasting and I signed up to become a separate instructor and I learned and found out that my strokes were actually wrong except for the backstroke. So I was given a limited time and a limited chance to and learn the wrong techniques and to work really hard on my strokes. So I had to swim really hard while I was fasting. On top of that, do dry line training, like the duck walk for the breast stroke so that my muscle memory can learn it really, really fast within like, you know, a few weeks and a few months. And I would have to go to YouTube and look up videos. Then in the fall, I learned about my Swim Pro app in 2019, which was a game changer for me as a swimmer. I was able to have everything in one place. It helped me find a place of belonging as a, as a someone who felt like, you know, underrepresented in the industry, as someone who wants to become a competitive swimmer, perhaps. And the app has amazing workouts for swimming. Now that the COVID-19 has, is here and the pools are like on a shutdown and a pause, I'm grateful to tell you guys that both my swim pro and I are here to help you, to guide you through dryline training. I have a free course that you can sign up for today for free for swimmers who are beginners, who know nothing about swimming, to get started with swimming on land. And there's a why this course was created again. Because I wanted to help women like myself and anyone who felt intimidated from the pool environment to get on it on land. And you also have amazing workouts, dry land training from the My Swim Pro app as well. And also, I would like to link the blog post that got published on My, My Swim Pro. I was able to blog post as a guest on how swimmers can stay active during Ramadan and how I'm keeping up with it as well this year. So, for our guest for today, is Faris Sibari, who is the founder and the CEO of MySwimPro, as well as the founder of World Swim Day, which is a global initiative that empowers people around the world to be more active through swimming and promise water safety. He competed on Y State University's varsity swimming program and graduated summa cum laude from Mike Litch School of Business. 
Fadis continues to compete internationally and is a three times U.S. Masters Swimming Individual National Champion, certified USA Triathlon Coach, and American Swim Coach Association Fellow. Without further ado, let's welcome our guest for today. Don't forget to tag us on social media at my swim pro, Fadis Ibadi, and Coach Ola at BeFit for Akhira. And enjoy, guys. Welcome to the show, Fadis. Ahlan wa sahlan. Marhabta. And so tell us about, you know, how did you get started with swimming and how did my Simpro come about? For sure. Uh, shukran, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> you know, it's something that I did from a really early age. My parents signed me up for swim lessons, like learn how to swim at the age of like five or six. And then I started the summer league swim team. I started swimming in high school and then eventually college. I really fell in love with it from summer swimming, actually. And I really, it's funny because when I started swimming, I wasn't actually very good at it. So I just enjoyed being in the water. I enjoyed, you know, I live in Michigan, so you only get like three months out of the year where you can actually be outside and go swimming. And so I didn't, I didn't actually start like year round swimming until I was like a teenager, um, like senior year in high school. And then I walked onto the swim team at university and I never really stopped swimming. So that was like 10 years ago <laughs> when I started college and I never really stopped swimming. I started coaching and really got passionate about that and helping people get better at swimming and realize the full benefits of the sport that I had seen myself personally. And I wanted to bring that to other people. So um, there's, a, there's a lot between that and starting my swim pro, but that's sort of some of the background and, and context. That's awesome. And so like, how has been the journey like with the whole my swim pro app? Because like, what's my swim pro? Is it? Yeah, what is my swim pro? For sure. So my swim pro as a, as a company, we're a technology and media company, and we create mobile and wearable apps that help people improve their performance and health. So this could be anyone who's a fitness swimmer and they want to swim three times per week to better their personal health, mental and physical, uh, or it's someone maybe who's a little bit more competitive and they want to do a triathlon or they want to do like an open water race or a master swimming competition, and they're looking for like a very specific structured training. So the, the mobile app, iPhone and Android, has training programs individual workouts, a video library. We sync with all the major smartwatches, so Apple Watch, Fitbit, Garmin, Android, Wear OS. And so you can have like a personalized workout right there on your wrist as if you had a personal coach. And really the idea for the company was born out of my experience as a swimmer and a coach because what happened was I had all these swimmers like messaging me, asking me for workouts, asking me for training advice. I was coaching a master's group and people in my group would go out of town and they'd ask me for a workout to do while they were out of town. And at the time, there really weren't that many great solutions for swimmers to get like this personalized coaching plan. And this model had existed in other types of fitness. So, you know, it's relatively easy to find a workout plan for the gym or to go yeah. running. Like if you're training for a marathon, there's a number of resources out there to help you achieve that goal. But if you're swimming, you know, swimming is more difficult, I would say, than a lot of other forms of fitness. Number one, you need to pool. Number two, you need to know how to swim. Uh, and then it's, it's a little bit different than like running because in running, you just go out the door and you run. In swimming, you could swim like freestyle front crawl the entire time, but it's a lot more beneficial to have, you know, different varieties, structure, break it up. And there's, there's like this terminology, there's technique, there's all these things that make it more complicated. And so to have like a personalized plan that's specific to where you're at now, what your goal is, is what we're trying to do at my swim pro. And so far, we've been able to help people all over the world. And this is only the beginning. So we want to help more people improve their fitness, improve their performance. 
Yeah, so like when I found out about it, I was like, oh my God, there's an app for swimming because I like to run too. And then it'd be like nice that there is just one for swimming and that's amazing. So for the audience that do not know how to get started with swimming, what are your recommendations for the beginners? Like you mentioned how you need a pool, but what else? Yeah, so I think this really, like the rec- the advice for a beginner swimmer really depends on where you're at and, wh- and what your goal is. So mm-hmm. I always recommend setting SMART goals. So they're like specific, measurable, time-bound, um, relevant for you. So it's, you know, the advice is very different for someone who used to swim and now they're making a comeback versus someone who's never swum at all. So first of all, if you're looking to get into swimming, that's awesome. Like, that's great. So the intention is there. So you're intrinsically motivated. That's great. Now I got to put a, pl- a plan in place so that you can execute towards it and actually be successful. I always recommend to people start out like simpler than you want. So a lot of people are like, all right, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to get a pool membership. I'm going to the pool every single day. I'm going to swim like a mile or, you know, 2000 yeah. kilometers or whatever. That's like way too much. You got to like simplify <laughs> it and think, okay, I've never swum before. And I want to go swimming. Step number one, make sure I have access to a pool. That's like step number one, whether you're coming back or you're a beginner, right? Once you know where you can swim and when you can swim, you need to put together a plan that you can go to consistently. So I don't recommend going every single day if you've never swum before, right? That's like doing every single day of a new activity is way too much. So maybe you start out with once per week or twice per week. Honestly, if you've never done it before, I don't recommend even more than like three times per week. You know, if you, if you can get into the pool and you don't have anything else to do and you can go four or five times a week, that's great. But for most people, you have, you have an agenda, right? It's really hard to change your routine and incorporate doing something four times a week that you've never done before, or even if you've done one time per week. So I'd recommend, you know, number one is get a pool. Number two, pick a plan where you're going to go once or twice per week. And if you're not familiar with following a structured workout and you're, you know, like, if you look at the My Swim Pro app or you go online and you look at these workouts, it's like, oh my God, this is so complicated. I don't know any of this. That's actually fine. Step number, you know, once you're at the pool, it's about like getting in the water and doing something. So rather than, okay, I got a pool membership. Now what? Well, you get in the pool. <laughs> it's like once you're in the pool and you set a goal, maybe it's like, I'm just going to get in the pool and I'm going to float around for 10 minutes. That could be day one. Day two, I'm going to try and do four lengths. Uh, if you're in a 25 meter pool or yard pool, it's like, I'm going to go there and back two times, four times, 10 times, whatever makes sense for your specific skill level. And I would say once you're at a point where you can consistently get in the water and swim, say like 200 meters, 400 meters in total, not continuously, you don't have to swim continuously. Um, and don't be intimidated if you see other people doing like crazy flip turns or doing other strokes, like ignore them. Like, and, and this is a, this is a big challenge because when people are making a comeback, yeah. they're often mm-hmm. like themselves to other people they see at the pool and they see people and they've got like equipment they're wearing like maybe a different swimsuit than you have maybe they, they they look like they know what they're doing and you feel like you don't know what you're doing it doesn't really matter the point is you have the intention you're there don't worry about anyone else you know they they're probably just as confused as you are potentially <laughs> like but you don't know that so you go into the pool you get in your 200 to 400 meters broken up and length at a time. And then at that point, then I'd say you're very ready for like a My Swim Pro training plan. So, you know, download the app and then we have a number of different getting started programs that build you all the way up from, you know, doing a few hundred meters in a workout all the way up to like a 1500 meter continuous swim. That's our get fit six week program. So we have a lot of different options, but I'd say before that, if you're getting started, it's more important to make sure you have a pool, get to the pool on a somewhat regular basis, like two times per week and get in the water and do 200 meters, 400 meters. 
right? If you can get to a point where you're doing a thousand meters per session, that's really good. You're ahead of the curve. You're doing more than most people actually. Now it's how do you structure that to continue to improve your technique, your aerobic capacity, your speed, if that's what you're trying to do. And it's, it's a learning process. Like you're always trying to improve. So like even myself, I've been swimming my whole life, but every workout I try and make different from the last one. And then based on the time of the year, I change what I'm doing. So in the, in the summer, my workouts are a little bit different than the winter and also factoring in what you do outside of swimming. So maybe you're into weightlifting, maybe you're into running, maybe you're into yoga and incorporating swimming into that routine is really a, a great way to keep everything balanced. And another reason why you shouldn't jump in and start doing like four workouts per week in the pool, because most likely you probably have a life and you have other things to do. So I would <laughs> yeah. say, you know, start out, start out simple, get to the pool, get in the pool and go from there. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people like get started with water aerobics, you know, just run the water, get comfortable with like the water because some people still have the like water fear. Totally. And then it's funny because as an instructor now, as a swim instructor, like I see people swimming wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of like go to them like, so if you're feeling intimidated, just know that other people are swimming the wrong way too and, and not even knowing it. Um, tell us like, what is, how can you tell a thousand meter for the people that might not know what a thousand meter might be like? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think I'll even rewind to what we were just talking <laughs> about where if you're going to the pool and you feel intimidated, like mm-hmm. there actually isn't a wrong way to mm-hmm. swim, I would even say. I think like, you know, obviously there's better technique that like you can be more efficient. Maybe the number of strokes you take, if you take a hundred strokes to get to the other end of the pool, you could be more efficient, right? So there's, there's no wrong way to do it, but there's definitely ways you can always improve. Uh, now to answer your question about a thousand meters. So, uh, most pools are 25 yards or 25 meters in America. It's most likely 25 yards. It could be meters. Mm -hmm. And then internationally you might have a 30 meter pool there's a 50 meter Olympic size swimming pool. So it, let's say we're in a 50 meter Olympic size swimming pool. If we swim one way, like from point A to point B, one end to the other, we did 50 meters. And if you go back, that's a full you know, lap, two lengths is a lap, and you've done 100 meters. If you do that 10 times, now you're at 1,000 meters. So you know, for a, for a more advanced swimmer, that, that workout might only take them 20 minutes. If you're a more beginner swimmer, that could take you an hour to complete you know, one kilometer, a thousand meters. But once you get into that four figure territory, like over a thousand meters, a thousand yards, like you're, you're getting in really good work. Like that's, you should be really proud of yourself. Even if you get in like 500 meters or 500 yards, you're, you're at a point where like, you're definitely getting the aerobic benefit. You're at a position where you can really start to focus on like technique and things like that. If you're less than 500 meters, then you then you're it's you're more on the getting started path where you're getting more comfortable in the water you're trying to figure out like technique things which is totally fine like if you do 200 meters uh if you're in a 25 meter pool that would be eight lengths in total like that's great you know you've got to start somewhere if you're at only two lengths even like if you're going more beginner that's fine you did two lengths more than the person sitting on the couch so you know or if you had not gotten in the pool at all so depending on where you're at everyone's very different and that's why it's important not to compare yourself to other people in their swimming journey because you know like someone doing a thousand meter workout you know that's way more work than a more advanced swimmer doing like four thousand meters in a workout but if you think oh my god they did four thousand meters that's insane but like that might be what they're used to doing every single day versus the person who did a thousand meters maybe they were doing 400 meters like two weeks ago 
So they just like yeah. two and a half times their volume in the course of a few weeks. So that's why it's important not to compare yourself to other people. Only compare yourself to where you were at before, <laughs> before you know, that, that specific day. Always trying to improve yourself. Yeah, and it's all about progression, um, which is a great segue for the next question because we need drills to become better. In that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. would you uh, explain to us, like, what does it mean with drills and why they are important for swimming? Yeah, this is a great question. So you can swim over and over and over and you'll get marginally better by, you know, improving endurance and maybe you can work on technique a little bit while you're swimming. But doing a drill is a way that you can isolate one element of the stroke and really focus on it for that specific length. So maybe for a 25 meter segment, instead of swimming normal, like normal freestyle, normal front crawl with your face in the water, you're going to work on a rotational drill. And in this rotational drill, you're going to focus on kicking on your side with one arm up, one arm down, and you're going to do that for like 12 kicks and you're going to take a stroke and rotate onto the other side. So that's a drill called 12 kicks in one stroke. And the whole goal of the drill is to focus on your rotation and your balance. And it's a lot easier to work on like that concept of rotation and balance when you do a drill rather than just try and swim, 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 swim. So by slowing it down, breaking apart the workout and focusing on one element of the stroke, it's a lot easier to focus on improving that one thing. And that way, when you go back to normal swimming, it allows you to swim more efficiently and get more benefit from doing that specific drill. So like in the MySwim Pro app, for example, and on our YouTube and all of our content, we share a lot of drills. And the goal of these drills is to be done within a workout, incorporated within a plan. So that way, like when you get in the pool and you swim a couple hundred meters, and then it's time to do drills, you can really focus on each of those elements of the stroke. And then you can apply that into the rest of the workout. So it's something that I recommend doing some sort of drill almost every single time you go in the water. So even like a more experienced swimmer, like the best swimmers in the world, like the people you see at the Olympic games and like on TV, they're doing drills every single day, even though they're really good and they're already like, they already know how to swim, but they're yeah. always trying to improve. And that, that concept comes down to the beginner level where it's even more important to focus on the drills and the technique every single time you swim. Yeah. So that's like a really good um, point because Especially when it comes to like Ramadan time and people who might want to continue swimming, mm -hmm. um, I think it's a very good way to keep up with swimming without having like, you know, the fear mm -hmm. of the water getting into your mouth and all that um, fun mm -hmm. stuff. So what are your recommendations when it comes to Ramadan fasting and swimming? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ramadan. So it's <laughs> yeah. fun. I actually, I did a specific video on like how to fast and swim during Ramadan. And it's really interesting because the concept of like fasting is, is relatively well known, but you know, that's a different kind of fasting, as you know, than during Ramadan, where you're not eating or drinking uh, for a potentially really extended period of time. Uh, you know, I recommend for people, so depends, if you can manipulate your schedule, meaning if you have the flexibility to like sleep during the day, and you mm -hmm. can manage like when you go swimming, you know, the timing of your swim can be uh, really important. So for example, it's really difficult to maintain like a high intensity interval training while you're fasting, right? Your performance is just not going to be the same. Given that, if you can adjust your schedule and you can sleep during the day and work out in the middle of the night, like that's actually the best. Now, obviously 90 plus percent of people can't do that. So more practical advice is what you were mentioning. So taking the month of Ramadan to work on specific drills, trying to be consistent, maybe not as much like high intensity stuff, 
but you're still able to get in the water and do something. And so like, if we take a step back and we look at like overall, like yearly seasonal planning and like how you should, you know, improve your fitness in the long run, the, the key is consistency. So what you don't want to do is take a month and like do absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, and go like 11 months hard and then a month you don't do anything. At the same time, when you're, when you're trying to develop any, not just swimming, any kind of like physical uh, regimen, there are periods of time where you need to have less intensity so your body can recover. So if you're smart about it and you, and you know, like, you know, when Ramadan is, you know, when this is going to happen, if you're fasting and you're practicing, then you can accommodate your schedule. So that way you plan your recovery window, which is the month of Ramadan at that specific time. So, um, and like I do this, I mentioned seasonal planning. So like there are certain periods of the year where I'm training a lot more and other periods of the year where I'm like recovering. I recommend people think about it like that. So you know that there's going to be this four week period where you're going to reduce your overall intensity and maybe even your frequency. So maybe like you work out six days a week and then during Ramadan, you're going to work out like three times a week or, or maybe you work out twice a week and now you're just going to do once a week or something like that. So being able to take a look at the calendar, know what your routine is like, and then knowing when Ramadan is, and then scaling back your intensity, but maintaining some kind of a frequency that fits with your schedule and fits with whatever your goals are. So if your goal is just to maintain general fitness, uh, you don't want to like go backwards. So use the month of Ramadan as a way to focus on your technique, if it's swimming, to stay consistent and not like if you're swimming is you don't want to lose a feel of the water that's what can happen if you take four weeks off so if you can get in the water in any capacity even just for a little bit that will still be beneficial for you in the long run because that's not how you're training like all the time so for people who are competing it's the same thing when you have like a really high intensity load of training all the time you need periods of recovery anyway so if you can be smart with your schedule you just plan that like what I do during the month of Ramadan. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And like that reminds me of my interview with Dr. Jed last year when we talked about how to regain your mobility for Ramadan because she's all about like mobility um, work, mm -hmm. physical therapist. And like, you know, we have the Tarawih prayers and all that fun stuff that we do. Um, so that's why it's really important to keep up with your mobility work because you need mobility for swimming. Mm -hmm. So then like... Um, yeah. But what about like diet and workouts? Because I know you mentioned that in your YouTube video from um, last year. Mm -hmm. So what about when it comes to like how to stay hydrated and like... Yeah, I think hydration is like the most important thing. Yeah. I used to do this probably wrong for most of my life, do most of my adult life fasting. So what you don't want to do is like just not drink enough water. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's actually, it's, it's simpler than I, think, than I think we're discussing. It's really just staying hydrated all the time when you're like not fasting. So you know, breaking your fast with water. Mm -hmm. Like I used to just food, <laughs> like I used to just go right into yeah. it. So like breaking your fast with water and then drink another cup of water, then eat, then drink another cup of water. And then in the morning, drink a cup of water, eat, drink another cup of water. And so having enough like fluids in your system. So that way, because what happens is when you work out, your body develops lactic acid and you have all this like waste in your blood. And if you're not hydrated and you're not eating properly, then all of that work is not going to get the best return and you're just going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel tired. And that's why people during Ramadan, they don't normally work out because uh, they feel the effects of like, Oh, I'm so tired. I feel so dehydrated. 
Well, you're dehydrated because you're not drinking enough water. So if you're, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably in a position where you're fortunate to have access to water all the time. So make sure you're drinking your water, you know, when, when you're not fasting. And then from like a food perspective, you need to, you need to have a well-balanced diet and it can be really challenging during Ramadan because there's a lot of sweets <laughs> presented uh, in more situations than not. So making sure your diet is like well-balanced. So it's not just drinking a lot of water, but you're getting the right amount of carbs and protein into your diet. So that way you're well fueled for the workouts that you're trying to do. And even if you're not working out, so I mean, this is just general Ramadan advice, like just make sure your diet is balanced. So that way you don't feel sluggish all the time during the day. So I've, I, cause it's happened to me last summer when you swim during Ramadan, did you, do people ask like, Oh, like does water get into your mouth? How do you like not break your fast? So mm. how, how have you encountered and like survived that part? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm uh I'm a more experienced swimmer, so it's yeah. it's more easy for me to control like what's going on. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do more with like intention, and this can this is more up yeah. to the person, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. like you're not trying to drink water, so like you know, something happens and like you end up swallowing <laughs> some water. Like I don't think it's it's the end of the world because your intention is to not drink any water. You're you're, you're you have the purpose mm -hmm. of you being at the pool is to do a workout, which is good for your body which is, you know, that's all that's great. So you're trying to improve upon your health and wellness and everything there is great. So that intention and that purpose, I think for me personally is the most important thing. Um, and if you happen to get like water in your mouth or you swallow, you know, like don't drown, that's like number one priority. So I would, I would think about it from that perspective more so than, um, oh my God, I had water in my mouth. And that's just my personal perspective. No, I asked that question um, because that happened to me last time when I signed up for the water to become certified instructor. And it was like around, in, like during Ramadan time, I, um, people like ask, especially my parents, like, how are you going to do this? Fasting and that. And then I'm like, no, I need, I need to do this. So, you know, water did go in, but I'm like, it's okay. My intentions, you know, I'm doing this for a reason. So yeah, like intention doesn't matter. Like you said, but it's, it's definitely challenging. Um, so as we know, 2020 Olympics are coming up and there's going to be a lot of competitive swimmers out there who might be continuing their fasting. So when it comes to like competitive swimming, how can people like that continue their swims during Ramadan? Yeah, I think this comes with the scheduling. So if you're going to maintain a high intensity training competition, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to have a really good awareness of your schedule and like what like so let's say you're going to a competition knowing the timeline of the competition the timeline of your training so that way you know okay it's eight o'clock i'm going to be here doing this and i'm not maybe you're not gonna be able to break your fast when you think you normally would be if you weren't at that specific event or thing and so you have to be accommodating for that mentally and physically whether that means having snacks with you whether it means uh, like taking a better care of your hydration, like in the morning before, you know, for that day to be ready for it, which you might require, you know, more hydration than you would normally have. So I think it comes down to just being prepared mentally and physically, and also knowing the, the timeline of whatever it is that you're doing. You know, I think this is where like mental strength comes in. So yeah. if you are going to maintain <laughs> fasting, like this is half the game is more mental I think than anything because someone in really good shape can not eat all day. That's not going to 
you know, it's not the end of the world. So for them, for this person who's doing this, it's more about like, know your timeline, know your schedule, be prepared mentally and physically. And if you, if you'd like, you can actually practice this, um, before outside of Ramadan where you can, you can put your body through that same regimen and that way it's, uh, your body's going to be more prepared for that. Yeah. And like mental strength is a huge thing because one of my students, like yesterday, I was like, you know, she was still kind of like scared to like push herself off the wall mm-hmm. and it took her like a little bit of, you know, confidence. And that's why it's really important. So if anybody who's listening, they want to start with swimming and then it's Ramadan, that'd be a good time for you guys to get started with like the mental strength, the mm-hmm. mobility work, and then jump your way back into it. So tell us about World Swim Day and how did you guys come about it together? Yeah, World Swim Day. So this is an international holiday that empowers people to be active in the water and also promote water safety and drowning prevention. So, you know, for people who swim and and they know how to swim, it's an incredible thing to, to be a part. It's a community to be a part of. And but at the same time, not everyone knows how to swim. So, you know, globally, it's actually an epidemic. People who, who drown, who don't know how to swim. It's actually about four to five billion people around the world don't know how to swim. Um, and so there's a number of reasons for that, but there's a lot of people who drown. So World Swim Day on the one side is great. We want to empower people to go swimming, hashtag World Swim Day. Like let's get people in the water, empower people to make a comeback. If, you, if you're already a swimmer, be proud that you're a swimmer and you're a part of this global community of people who do this you know, all over the world. At the same time, let's raise awareness to the fact that not everyone has that access. Not everyone knows how to swim. And so at my swim pro, when we, you know, this is only 2018 was the first world swim day, you know, fourth Saturday of October, and it's grown significantly. So even in the first year, though, we started with a lot of momentum. People in over 100 countries participated, followed the hashtag world swim day, signed up. Um, for us, the company, we unlock the application for the whole weekend. So we have like different workouts by different levels. We have five different levels all the way from like literally getting started and just getting in the pool all the way up to a more crazy elite advanced workout regimen for World Swim Day specifically. And we unlock the app. Everyone can use it for free, access the training and all that good stuff. And then at the same time, we raise money for learn to swim organizations, teaching people how to swim, kids and adults. So it's really fun to be at that intersection of like technology and swimming from a global perspective. It's crazy to see that the engagement on social media. And I think in today's world, like here we are 2020, to be able to have something so global grow so fast, it's only possible in today's age. Like, you know, 50 years ago, this concept is certainly possible. There were world days but they don't, they don't get the engagement, participation, excitement that they can today because we have the power of the internet, Instagram, YouTube, like the power of the hashtag is really amazing. So if you just go to any social network, TikTok, whatever, and you type in hashtag world swim day, you can see these inspirational posts of people sharing like some story about how they made a comeback to swimming, why they love swimming, how much they enjoy it. And it's really something that's truly global. It's not just, oh, in the United States, these people did this or in, um, in Canada. Like it's, it's very international, multilingual, and World Swim Day is something that's really exciting. Al-Yom Lal-Alni de Sabaha is something that you know, people are really excited about. And I'm excited to launch it uh, further in 2020 and beyond. So do you guys like the day for 2020 or is it not like set yet? 
Yeah, so it's the it's the fourth Saturday of October. Okay. So uh, every year, it's yeah. so the reason why it's the, it's like the weekend, right? Uh-huh. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, because we want it, we want it like the whole month to be World Swim Month, but that's a little bit aggressive. <laughs> so we'll keep it to you know a weekend. It's one day, but we'll keep it a weekend. So uh, this year we're looking at um, October twenty fourth, and it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, guys. So make sure you join it because I joined it. Oh my gosh, last year already, and it was really fun. And um, you get to see the app inside, and then track your swim. So, um, and I'm hoping more people come to it and then join it this year as well too. So, any question I sh- asked, I should have asked, but I didn't. That you think? I think you covered it pretty good. <laughs> um, awesome. What one thing that we talked about, but I guess I'll reinforce yep. is you know, like the beginner swimmer who's making um, their first journey into swimming, or maybe, you know, and a lot of people feel that intimidation, whether it's, there's a lot of reasons why you could be intimidated. It's awareness of like what you should be doing, like what other people are doing, how you look at at the pool. There's so many things that could hold you back. And I think it's really important to stay true to like your intrinsic motivation of why you're like, you know that swimming is good for you and that's why you want to do it. So ignore what everyone else looks like is doing. Really focus on yourself and then find a, an accountability buddy or group. You know, we have the My Swim Pro community. We have a Facebook group. We have all this cool stuff. So be intrinsically motivated, but then find this external community that has similar goals and maybe a similar background to you so you don't feel so alone because you're not alone there's there's a lot of people in the world who have this have a very similar story as like each person like we are we are all unique at the same time there's a lot of people in your unique like cluster that you can relate to you just have to find them and it's not immediately obvious and if you go to the pool you're definitely not going to find them immediately because there's only maybe five people swimming or 20 people swimming but there are tens hundreds thousands of people that you could click with if you just find them. And I think the power of online, the power of my swim pro is being able to provide that kind of access, that community to people who don't have it at their local pool, but these people definitely exist and they're out there. And we want to, we want to bring that community and make it more accessible and make the training more accessible for more people all the time. Yeah. It's actually a really good point because it's still like a struggle for a lot of um, Muslim women out there because I've had someone who, um on okay internet connection all right so i had someone like this tuesday for example she really wants to learn how to swim but she's still like you know feeling shy and she's like i put my kids like i hear this all the time especially from you know um muslim women out there like i put my kids into swimming but then like now what about me mm-hmm. and so like what you said is a really good point the intrinsic motivation and then the community is a huge huge factor and that's why i love the facebook community because it's like, that's what keeps me moving for swimming. And despite like what, you know, the pool environment might be intimidating at times for sure. But like you said, the intrinsic part is a huge. So mm-hmm. before we wrap up, I want everyone who ever listens to this show, if you're going to go for a swim, make sure that you can tag us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, would you like to tag us on my swim pro? Yeah. Tag away. Yeah, Engage. tag us away. Yeah, so use the app, track your swims. And so where can someone stay in contact with you? 
Yeah. Uh, so the, the company, my swim pro is at my swim pro, all the social media, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, me personally, it's my full name. Same thing on all social media, Ferris Sabati. The spelling is a little tricky, you know, the, the auto spelling, but it's, it's, uh, it's my name and I'm on all the social networks. So feel free to reach out and let us know where you came from. Yeah. So you guys have two coaches that can help you with swimming. Just get started with it. And then make sure you tag my Pro and be fit for Akira. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akira.